Good morning. It is Kale and Company for a Friday. The Friday Fun Bunch underway for this second day of June. Kale and Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental CoversMe.com. And speaking of Delta Dental, we have with us, folks, the president, the CEO, neat dresser, swell dancer, loves kids, cats, and dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the doting grandfather himself, Tom Raffio. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning to you as well. And, of course, this is National Donut Day, so thank you for always presenting me with donuts. You know, doesn't do much for my waistline and my figure, but, you know. <laughs> well, you, you dance it off, though. I, you I, saw I, that, didn't I you? I saw a video, folks, online that was beyond belief. You remember Gene Kelly? Remember Fred Astaire? Well, now there's Tom Raffio and John Mortimer. You got it. So uh, <laughs> last Sunday, it was Race for the Fallen in Boston, right? So we had 7,000 runners. Uh, about 4,000 or so did the half marathon. And folks like me, the sluggards, did uh, the just the five-miler. But prior to that, there was a wonderful expo. John does a great job. And they have this new, um, it's like getting on one of those flying saucers, um, at a amusement park where you you stand on this thing that twirls around uh-huh. and Don, and Don and John and I were dancing up a storm and it's it's gone viral. It has, it has. Because I mean, it's like right up there with an old Madonna video or something like that. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I had a had a very sort of colorful <laughs> shirt on and. Uh, the other thing, and, you'll, and my book now is out. It's on Amazon, uh, Stories from the Starting Line. And uh, after uh, Mount Washington Road Race, which is coming up on June 17th, and we'll talk about that next week, um, it'll be, we're trying to get it in Gibson's in the bookery. But if anybody's interested in the Stories from the Starting Line, just go right on Amazon and you can purchase it already. But one of the things I talk about in the book, it's called pre-race jitters or PRJ. So um, even though I'm a has-been in terms of an athlete, you still get butterflies in the stomach, right, when it comes to any athletic event, whether it's, you know, doing the uh, celebrity basketball game for Jared Woodward or or this. So I get these PRJs or pre-race jitters. And so by dancing with John Saturday night, that kind of got the pre-race jitters out. And so that's kind of the genesis behind that, but it's definitely gone viral, and as some people have pointed out, um, well, not only am I, as you say, a swell dancer, but I think I dance faster than I run now. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe you do. And and just the way that that whole sequence was was filmed, I mean, man, that, that was uh, truly theatrical. <laughs> it, I mean, it, was. <laughs> it, really, it really and truly was, but you and John really cut a rug, I, I will tell you. But, and, yeah. and, uh, and speaking of John, so we're working together now for the Delta Dental Elliott race in August, uh, formerly known as the Signer Elliott race, and we've we've taken over that um, naming sponsorship. So after we get through the Mount Washington, the Delta Dental Mount Washington Road Race, people will start hearing about the now called the Delta Dental Elliott race because we want that to be it used to be the most uh, populated race in all of uh, New Hampshire. So we're trying to get it back to that uh, that pre-COVID level. And the only thing I ask people 
don't, you know how in New Hampshire it's like people say, well, I used to, I live in the Joneses' house and, you know, the Joneses had moved like five five times ago. <laughs> like, I hope people just don't loosely call it, we got to do Signet. We're now going to call it the Delta Dental Elliott race. And that's coming up in August. And of course, Mount Washington Road Race, you're going to be up there with me, I right? will be up there. I will be up there. I, I will not be uh, traversing the mountain, but I will be up there and uh, yeah, hoping to sell uh, a few of your new books. Yeah, and, and again, all the proceeds go to Oral Health uh, Foundation for the underserved. We're working really hard on the Medicaid front and on the veterans front. Um, and also, uh, we've created with, uh, starting to create with NHTI, New Hampshire's Community College in Concord, a scholarship fund in honor of Tom Walton, who passed away uh, a few days after the, the Super Bowl unexpectedly. So we're developing a race on September 17th and in the end of July to raise funds for Tom. But some of the book proceeds will also go to the uh, scholarship fund for uh, for Tom Walton. So well-deserved. He was the one that got me into wellness. Uh, as I say in the book, the New Hampshire running scene would be decades behind without Tom Walton. He marked so many courses, ran so many courses, managed so many races. I could write like, you know, you know, three other books on that. Um, but one will do, Ken, because I co-authored it with uh, my, my lovely and beautiful and splendid wife, Ellen. But you know how they say you shouldn't work together? <laughs> I don't think you should write a book together. Uh, oh, really? That, that, <laughs> yes. Would that be your advice after all of this? <laughs> yes. Really? Scoop. You know, I know I know. Gordon runs a high-budget operation, Cat, right? But I'll do this. Breaking news. Do not write a book with your spouse. <laughs> ah, okay. I, because, well, well, because you can't get away from it. You know, obviously I have a full-time job at Delta Dental and, and the Medicaid thing. Um so we were doing this like between, you know, 10 at night and midnight. And we have another uh, co-author, uh, Erica Cohen, who was really helpful as well. But you start getting, you, you, you're just living it and breathing it. And it's, it's, it is a really fun book. I'm not, I obviously am not objective, but there are 61 runners interviewed, people like Joan Benoit Samuelson, who you know, uh, but also many, many others um, in New Hampshire that, Probably a lot of you listening audience have never heard of, but they have some really compelling stories of how running, you know, transformed their life. So it's called Stories from the Starting Line. If you can get it now on Amazon, um, I do want to give uh, Mike Morin a shout out because when I read his bowling book um, and then another runner named Mike Gula said, hey, why don't you do like stories of runners? And Mike's bowling book was stories about the great candlepin bowling uh, stars that you and I grew up with um so i said well geez we'll, we can do the same thing but you except know but for, for one except for one yeah lazario uh, lucchiera mike <laughs> why did you not include lazario lucchiera in the book but that reminds me of one thing because it's not necessarily intended to be an encyclopedia of all the great runners in new hampshire we contacted a hundred some people were very private didn't want to be interviewed some people didn't get back to us we ultimately um, settled on about 61 runners um, who will get you know, a special hardcover version of the book. The softcover version is already on Amazon, and it's just $20. And again, the proceeds go to either um, Oral Health for the Underserved or for the Tom Walton um, Scholarship Fund. So I think people people will enjoy it. And, and 
Ken, I know because you, you know, you've you've gone to some of our races. I mean, some of the people that uh, you have walked into, so to speak. Yes, yes, walked. <laughs> yes, literally, literally. We'll, we'll be in the book. Yeah. Some of the people when we did the arthritis walk a couple of weeks ago, um, some of the people that walked that race were, are in the book. So, and by the way. Um, that that arthritis walk did ultimately raise close to forty five thousand oh, dollars. Nice, nice. That's and uh, and wonderful. you and you and you heard the stories. I know the pre race talk was probably a little longer than people wanted, but but you heard the stories of people who were you know totally immobile now yep. being mobile. So it was it was quite a moving day. But we ultimately final numbers are coming in by but but around 45,000. Very inspiring day Tom. It really uh, sincerely was because then you know you have to be uh, grateful for what you have. People think they they have issues and and what have you and uh you know it, it's nothing compared to what uh, some of these people uh had to overcome and now uh you know especially the, the young people who uh, who contracted uh, arthritis at a very young age but now are able to uh, live life fully and do these walks and participate in dancing and softball and soccer or whatever Football. it might be. Exactly. Yeah. There, was one, there was one of one of our youth honorees from several years ago, Cullen, um, was up in the Upper Valley. I mean, he literally was like in a wheelchair. Now he plays soccer. He's yeah. now football. So, and he, and you, you, I think you saw him in the parking lot. He was throwing the throwing the football I did. around. Yeah. And he's and you, you would never know no, that you would not. He had a great arm. He had a great, great arm. Great arm and very yeah. uh, mobile. And yeah. so the whole point is, um, the walk made a huge difference. And thank you and Kitty for participating. Of course, Kitty's going to town with her walking now. I think she I'll probably is. be reading about her upcoming for setting some sort of. Uh, record she did that obviously for for cancer awareness as well so in any event um we haven't talked we're we're almost out of time tom we didn't even mention the celtics maybe Uh, it's a good thing well it's true because last (laughs) week we mentioned that they avoided the the sweep but (laughs) but they couldn't avoid losing game seven so thanks ken um and, and, and boy um the way you do the delta dental read you don't you don't need me for the rest of the show so but you can also get the dental program on healthcare Gov, and don't forget Delta Vision. Thanks, Kenny. I'll let Kitty read it. Uh, Kitty, right, Kitty, Kitty can read it. Excellent. All right, Tom. Thanks. Thank Thanks so Thank much. You. Tom Raffio in Vermont for the weekend. And, uh, well, what, he's the busiest guy in show business. No doubt about that. He and his wife, Helen. And, again, Stories from the Starting Line is out. Get it on Amazon. Kitty's going to join me right after this break. Kale and Company live right here Friday Fun Bunch on June the 2nd. WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We will be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company live for Friday, June the 2nd. It is, as we mentioned with Tom, National Donut Day. Yummy. Yeah, yummy (laughs) is right. Kitty Ray's. Well, requested the uh, the jelly filled donut, yeah, which uh, at a particular grocery chain uh, is very very good and uh, very much full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that's the uh, not the only thing it's full of or with, nor will I be. 
And uh, and our producer Cat brought in some uh, donuts today from yes. a well-known donut chain. Mm-hmm. So uh, Thank thanks, you. thanks to Cat. And uh, so we're going to have a, a great. Donut Day celebration here today. You know what? It all began, I don't know the uh, entire story, but uh, it all began in 1938, National Donut Day. The first one was held at the Chicago branch of the Salvation Army. Mm. All right. It's also uh, National Leave the Office Early Day today. Okay, I have to go. (laughs) Not this office. Not this office. Don't leave this office early. And also National Rotisserie Chicken Day. Oh, I love them. I love those things. Where would we be I in don't our know. society today without these rotisserie chickens that are all prepared for us? Yeah. And delicious. And, and nutritious. Be, yes, that's yeah. what they tell us. That's, that's what, uh, yeah, that's you what know, I believe. And for cooks such as I am, which means I like <laughs> to do a little cooking with very little um, effort put into it. <clears throat> I love those rotisserie chickens. Everything is already done. If you want to make a chicken pot pie, chicken yep. stew, yeah, um, chicken soup, soup. Yeah, yeah, anything, anything. Just go get one of those rotisserie chickens. Just you know, debone it, take the skin off, oh, whatever you're yeah. gonna do with your meal, and it's there. You, you know, know what, what I make with it? What feta cheese? So you cut up the rotisserie yeah. chicken, feta cheese, carrots, cucumbers. And dressing, Whoa. any type of dressing with it's, with the chicken. Yeah, yeah. put the chicken yeah. right in there, and it's it, and you serve it. Is it cold though? You know, like well, the a meat's salad. warm. Yes, but everything else is cold. Oh, I love huh? that. It's really good. I love that. And well, when you said feta cheese, oh, you, you had, had me right at there. feta uh, cheese. Feta is just the best. <laughs> it is <laughs> so good. It is, and it's good for you. Yes, really. That's what I keep saying. And and you know, uh, it, it it's so convenient, so convenient. I I just like to. Uh, uh, bring it home, slice it up, and uh, make a couple of sandwiches, you know, but uh, yeah. with some potato chips. I, I'm not as healthy as you guys. No, so. and but, you know, the cool thing, what you do, though, Ken, is uh, you make those sandwiches, and then there's always like five, six pieces left going, <laughs> oh, I might eat that tomorrow. <laughs> no, but those are the ones then I think, maybe Kat would agree, you chop it up. Yep. And then you could you make a salad, yeah. um, a chicken salad or something like that, or put it on top of a salad. Yeah. So. Uh, so many different ways you can use a rotisserie chicken. I know. And uh, we we thank the person who originated the rotisserie I chicken. I know. You know, yeah. and there had to be some mom somewhere going, yo, oh. my mother, as you know, I have, I'm one of 10. I have nine brothers and sisters. <clears throat> it, she'd spend hours. I mean, we actually lived on a farm in Vermont, and we raised the chickens, and then we would actually, yeah, well, you know, know, you call chickens by their little names, but then you do call them, you thank God for them, and then you have them for the meal, uh, you know, a few years later. But that would take so long for, let's say we would have three chickens oh, for yeah. a meal because we're feeding 10 kids <laughs> right, and two adults. Yeah. And... Um, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have today's like, world's not like chickens, that for me. How many chickens would you have like at one time? For my on, family? On the farm. Oh, you mean raising? Yeah, raising. Oh my gosh, it would start. Anyone could tell you. Well, you first <clears throat> start. I thought of Howard Pearl and Heather yeah. when they came in. Yeah. We were talking about being on the farm. But um, they, um, you know, you could have start out with like 55, zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chick, you know, little chickens. Yeah. And um, of course, you know, they all wouldn't make it for many reasons, but probably 25 to 30. Yeah. 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 
Well, I, you yeah. know, you've got to uh, imagine. Just, just think, you know, about how how much chicken is consumed on a daily basis in the United States. Right. It's unfathomable yes. how much chicken is yeah. <laughs> is gone through every day. No, I know. Yeah. And, and then when you think of the eggs, so you raise chickens, yes, to eat. Yeah. You know, and to also to uh, the other component is if they're, you know, chicken, yeah. they're laying eggs as well. So right. you right. keep them for that. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed raising, well, when we had the chickens, but yeah. we also had a few cows. We had goats and some more horses. We had we used to do pulping, if anyone knows what that is. So um, we had horse uh, work horses, yeah. and um, so I'm trying to think of what else. But no, it was just just a kind of I'm going to say a gentleman's farm. It wasn't a huge, huge, yeah, you know, like the Pearl family farm um, production. But hey, my family right. had built-in f- uh, workers, <laughs> right? So pro- provided uh, you know at least a portion of your food anyway. Yeah, on, so we on had, a weekly basis, a daily basis, and we had huge gardens. So when you yeah. said that, that was the, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm sure there are lots of uh, folks that raise chickens uh, in New Hampshire that uh, do it uh, privately on their own own farms, not mm-hmm. not commercially, but Correct. privately, like yours, and uh, and. I know I heard uh, the other day a little discussion of uh, uh, chicken raising uh, by a former Celtics player, Brian Scalabrini, who raises chickens as well. Really? Yes, wow. He does. Good yeah. for Scal. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. I heard that uh, on the radio the other day. That's pretty cool. But, you know, and I didn't mean to digress yeah. from the donuts and everything <laughs> to talk about chicken. Donuts, chicken, they're or all food. good. Oh, my gosh. I think we're hungry. I need more donuts. Hey, talking well, about you go. talking about donuts. Yes. Did you ever watch The Simpsons? Whenever I hear donuts, yeah, yeah, I well, see well, Hol- once in a while. I wasn't I a huge s- fan, but I did see the I show see once Homer in a while. I see Homer Simpson going, mmm, donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I see that bubble, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So National Donut Day, and uh, some of the chains are, you know, doing things. Uh, you know, like giving you a free donut uh, with every uh, beverage yes. you purchase. So uh, that that's great. And uh, it's also, and uh, this I don't know if it's uh, a coincidence or whether someone, uh, you know, after 1938 when uh, it was declared National Donut Day, uh, it's also I Love My Dentist Day. My gosh, this is so appropriate. Yeah. And, you know, in the first segment when Tom called in from Vermont, we didn't mention that. But uh, it is Love My Dentist Day. See, even Tom was involved with the donuts. Yeah, he was was thinking donuts. Yeah, he was in Vermont and uh, probably has already devoured one or two. Yes, yes. But he knows that you can uh, have donuts, um, but to make sure you brush your teeth. Right, right, right. Because everyone deserves a healthy smile. And, and, And donuts. And donuts, that's right. <laughs> and, and rotisserie chickens. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No doubt about that. Well, and anyway, Kitty Ray is here, resident flick chick. I don't know if she's seen any flicks this week uh, at the uh, at a movie theater near her, uh, but uh, I know she's uh, seen some uh, some stuff on TV. I have. Yes. Some streaming. Uh, some streaming, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into that. But I, I did want to take a moment to uh, congratulate. The uh, boys lacrosse team at Bow High School yes. who recently completed an undefeated 16-0 and season. Yes, a that is major fantastic. Accomplishment. Let's give them a round yes, of applause. Yes, that is fantastic. Congratulations to the boy 
uh, the boys. Bo Boys yes. uh, lacrosse team, an undefeated year. And their next game will be at home Saturday night, tomorrow night at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Uh, they were the top seed, so they uh, did not have to play in the preliminary round. But that's where their opponent was determined. And that will be Guilford, who uh, ousted Trinity on uh, Thursday, on yesterday, 9-3. to Wow. So yeah. there you go. Congratulations to uh, the Bowl lacrosse team. And we'll run down some other scores. Uh, baseball uh, yesterday, locally, the Concord High Crimson Tide defeated Bishop Girton. All right. 8-5 to was the final at uh, Doan Field. Just a stone's throw from uh, where we are. So next up for the uh, Crimson Tide will be Exeter. That will be at Exeter. Saturday at 4 p.m. Wow. Yep, because Exeter was the number two seed and uh, Concord was the uh, number seven seed. Will they come back to Concord? I mean, will there be... No, that'll be it. That'll be that, it. That'll be oh, it. Geez. And uh, that was their final home game yesterday. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to the Crimson right. Tide what and continued yeah. success uh, in the postseason. Yes. And, uh, you know, Brooks Craig, who was such an outstanding hockey player for four years at Concord... Also is a, a terrific baseball player and will be going in the fall to uh, Merrimack College. He's the in, pitcher, right? He's the pitcher, yes. and he also, uh, when he's not pitching, plays in the infield. And uh, he will be going to Merrimack College, not on a hockey scholarship, but on a baseball scholarship. He's like Shohei. He's like Shohei he, he, he really is. He is. He's, he's Concord's he, he, Yeah, Shohei he is. Atani. For sure. Yeah. A, uh, at least a, a double threat, but a uh, triple threat, too, with his uh, pitching ability. Uh, he's a terrific hitter as well. And we all know what he's done uh, during his hockey career yes. at, wow. uh, at Concord High School. Well, we'll take a break. Okay. Kitty Ray is in the house. It is a Friday Fun Bunch here on WKXL, and we are presented by... Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. Outstanding. You Tom know, Tom's not proud. here. Sorry, he, Tom. <laughs> he's probably listening. He's probably listening in Vermont. God, he's going to give me a hard time. You know what? He's right about get, I'm going to be getting an award for walking. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to walk right out of here after reading that. <laughs> Finish on a high note. Yes. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues on this Friday right here. WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you along with us. Friday Fun Bunch underway. Tom Raphael was with us in the first segment, but, had you know, he had to do his real job, as he does once in a while as uh, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental. We just kid him about that because he, he does a terrific job, and uh, he is... He and his wife, Ellen, I think, are the busiest people in show business. No no doubt about that. And uh, speaking of, uh, of show business, uh, it, it appears, uh, it's, uh, I guess, a virtual certainty now that uh, head coach uh, Joe Mazzula will be back with the Boston Celtics. I'm sure much to the chagrin of uh, most of uh, Celtics Nation, as it were, and I'm not pinning the Celtics' uh, demise uh, solely on him. There's certainly enough blame 
to go around. And, uh, you know, at the start of the season, he was put into a, you know, just, you know, a situation, almost an unprecedented situation, where he took over just before training camp after the dismissal or the suspension of that time of uh, Ime Yudoka, mm-hmm. uh, the head coach from last year. And uh, he wasn't even a coach that sat on the bench last year. He was in the second row of coaches last year. He was a, a Brad Stevens hire, and it was Brad Stevens who uh, decided, the Celtics' uh, director of basketball operations and former coach, that uh, Joe Mazzulla should be uh, the next man up uh, for the Boston Celtics as head coach at uh, 33 years old with uh, no professional head coaching experience behind him. And uh, I think there were times when he was overwhelmed by the job, but I'm certainly not blaming him for the for the demise of the Celtics in total. Like I say, plenty of blame to go around, and I think it starts at the top. I think, honestly, uh, the, the Celtics' propensity for three-point shooting and their overindulgence into that aspect of the game is the fault of Brad Stevens and mm. the analytics crew. Because I heard Joe Mazzola, uh, Mazzola say, uh, Mazzola, Mazzola, uh, <laughs> say after one game uh, uh, during the playoffs, uh, someone uh, you know was asking him about the game, and he said the most important statistic in basketball is the amount of three pointers you take, <laughs> and that I set off alarms everywhere. Uh, because most of the fans, I, I would say the vast majority of Celtics fans think like I do, and the Celtics take far too many three-pointers. Now, if they had the personnel to do it, like the Golden State Warriors right. in their glory days. They don't have Steph Curry. Yeah, they don't have Steph Curry. They don't have Clay Thompson. Uh, they don't have anyone, really. In the starting lineup, they might have guys on the bench who can shoot it consistently, but they never see the light of day. But uh, at any rate, they take far too many threes. Yeah, they do. And it's frustrating to watch because it's lazy basketball, very lazy basketball. Yep. And they're not consistent. I mean, what in the playoffs, they did have a game or two where they were hitting everything and they were hot. I mean, I'm talking the Celtics, yeah. and it's like wow, wow. But next game, they can't even get a, couldn't even make two points a regular basket. Couldn't you know, they couldn't even from the foul line when they were yeah. shooting fouls, they were missing them. So it was like they're not. I think the biggest thing for the, this year for the uh, Celtics in this playoffs was consistency. They were never consistent, right. never. And it's something when you. You win more games away than you do at your own that's home good. court, that's, and they did. And for them to say, "Well, what do you need?" Okay, they would give the report. The, the reporters would say, "Okay, um, <clears throat> Jalen Brown. I'm just picking someone's name. Um, you know, what? How could we? You know, what can we do? What could you do? Well, we really need the fans to bring us through. No fans need you to win the game. Uh, Celtics fans what did we need. their job. They did yes. their job. They well, showed first up. of all, yeah. they showed up. Right? They spent." hundreds and thousands of dollars in some cases to get tickets to go see them and they knew when they were coming back to boston for game seven that they were going to just pull it out because they just won by those last few seconds at what three tenths of a second or whatever it was one tenth one tenth of a second one tenth and oh my gosh you know and i was home just like what you were saying i mean i'm there going um wow i'm so glad i didn't spend the money to go down there 
It was so did disappointing. You, did you think about it at one time? Yeah, I did, actually. Did, did you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to the tune of $1,000 a ticket or well, whatever. I didn't mean for Game 7, but I yeah. did when they were first in the playoffs right, right, right. to see how expensive it would be. Well, I, I tell you, they, they live by, you know, the old saying is you live by the three and you die by the three. And, and we did. And uh, they died by the three. Mm-hmm. And I, just just the uh, the importance that they place on the three-point shot and the statistic that getting off three-point shots is the most important statistic in basketball is scary. Yes. That they feel that way. And I know fr- fans are frustrated when you uh, you know hear some of the Boston uh, sports fans react, whether it be on radio or on Twitter or wherever, you, you see their comments. I mean, fans are tired of this because they don't have a three-point shooting team. Now, if they did, that's one right. thing. That's one thing. But they're trying to make themselves something they're not. Correct. They have a team that is capable of uh, driving to the hoop mm-hmm. and uh, and putting other teams in foul trouble and getting better shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I saw one. This this said it all, and I, I there's got to be a clip. It was in Game Seven. And Marcus Smart was at the elbow, which is you know located right next to the foul foul line. Mm-hmm. He was he had an elbow open jump shot, but he took three steps back to get into three point territory to fire up the mm-hmm. shot. I mean, this was relatively early in the it. game, and he didn't make it. No, no that right. goes without saying. Yes, uh, but uh, he did not make it. And you know, I'm not blaming him. I thought Marcus Smart had two uh, during this postseason, two of the better games I've seen him play. Mm-hmm. But the Celtics do not have uh, someone who takes charge, someone who is a leader uh, on the court, someone that is totally focused. And, and I mean, uh, I saw Nikola Jokic last night, the Joker, as they call him. Yes. And uh, Denver did, uh, did beat Miami last night by yes. 11 points in the opener of their series. And uh, it, it's just a, a pleasure to see this uh, this Denver team uh, play, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokic, triple-double almost every game in, in the postseason. But he's a very unselfish player. And what I enjoy most about his game, not not his shooting, not his rebounding, his passing. His passing yes. is he is like the the best passer I have seen in a long time in the yeah. NBA. Really, you he, know, he's an incredible passer. What a touch he has! I I told you um, the other day that you know after the Celtics are out, I'm like, eh, why do I want to yeah. watch basketball? Yeah. I'm ready for football to come. <laughs> To start, oh, I know, and then a lot but, of people yes, feel that way. But I watched some of that game last night, and I'm going to say I know you put odds on Miami at Denver last night. They looked head and above uh, Miami. Uh, yeah. they did. Yeah. The, Miami looked like they were just walking compared to uh, to Denver. Really, they did. I'm like, and what you're saying, yeah. uh, I'm about the Joker. Um, yeah, it was something to watch that. And I, I think I'm going to put money on them, the Nuggets. I'm not going to rule Miami out. They're very no, strong no. mentally. They're a smart team. Uh, they have Jimmy Butler, one of the most competitive players in the league, if mm-hmm. not the most competitive player uh, in the league. So I would not rule Miami out. Uh, Denver is going to be uh, very, very They're tough to beat between to the, the Joker and Jamal Murray, who had a great game last night. Uh, for them, they're going to be uh, very, very tough. And uh, 
if Denver does, in fact, win, which is a strong possibility, uh, it would be their first NBA championship. Correct. This is the first time they've ever made it ever. to the finals. I know, and that is yeah. I, part of the reason why I, I'm hoping it's Denver. <clears throat> but it's like I think the desire to win yeah, you know, I, I remember Tom used to say that when we did the when we did the football yeah picks yeah. and you know do they really want to win or do they need to win and desire and I feel that about Denver. I, I like the way they play the game and uh, uh, they only they only take threes when they're wide open and uh, they pass the ball very well, led by Jokic, and he is a leader. He may be a, a relatively quiet one, but he leads by example. And he's out there every game, uh, doesn't take uh, a lot of rest during the regular season like so many superstars do. And he does have two MVPs uh, to his credit already and probably uh, should have won it this year as well. But I think the, the voters, the MVP voters who are comprised of writers, were reluctant to give Jokic the MVP three years in a row. So uh, this year it went to uh, Joel Embiid of the 76ers. But... Uh, Jokic is fun to watch, and uh, Sunday night will be the next game on uh, on ABC at uh, eight o'clock on WMUR locally, and uh, they are a great team to watch. And I don't count Miami out; they have great resolve, they have great coaching, great organization, and uh, we will see what happens. Coming up, Kitty Ray will tell us about uh, some of the streaming that she has been doing recently. Well, we can continue the sports talk because it has to do with sports. Well, it has to. Yes, it does. It does have to do with sports. I wonder what that could be. Yes, one of those streaming shows that has a lot to do with sports. But it seems to have general appeal, even if you're not especially a sports fan. So, yeah, people, people love this show. And Kitty will talk about it. Coming up, right after these words, you're listening to the Friday Fun Bunch here on WKXL 1039 in the Capital Region, 1019 in Manchester and beyond, 1450 on the AM dial and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental and we will be right back. Kale & Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. We're on every day, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9. Yesterday, we had the folks on from the Hatbox Theater in Concord, which is uh, really a jewel at the uh, Steeplegate Mall. They have some uh, great presentations, great productions, and uh, currently in the uh, middle of Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, which mm. will be... Uh, uh, perform tonight at 7.30, tomorrow at 7.30, and Sunday at 2. Is this the last weekend no, of it? No, one more to go. Next weekend One more oh, to go. Good, good, because they're selling tickets pretty fast. They, they are. They, they've got a good uh, pre-sale for this weekend and, and next. And uh, But I want to stress that there are still uh, seats still available. Uh, you mentioned we're going to stick with sports. What yes. what are you streaming these days? Well, it's really just been this one series, and it's Ted Lasso. And um, actually, I watched it last night, <clears throat> the last show, because they've been on for three seasons. And um, uh, Jason Sudeikis, who is stars in it, but he actually created it, yep. directs it. Former um, Saturday Night Live guy. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And... Um, 
you know, it's like I wanted to see it so bad. I'm one of those like the, you're if, addicted to Ted Lasso. That's I am, it. and yeah. you know what? At first, that first season, people like, no, Kitty, you need to watch it. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to get hooked onto something mm. like that. But sure enough, start watching one. I've got to. I, I could. I think I watched the first season like in two days. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but because they literally stream it. And it comes out, each episode comes out like on Thursday at midnight or what, I don't know the time, but I think it was like at midnight. One of the Thursdays I was up like at midnight so I could see it. So you saw it So I could see it right off. Yes, I I couldn't wait. So uh, season, now we're at season three. And uh, just started streaming yesterday, the season three. Or I shouldn't say that. The last episode of season three. So I saw the final episode last night. And I am a little sad. I'm a little sad about this because it is uh, Ted Lazo is a uh, American football coach. He's hired by a British um, soccer team. And we're talking like the premier soccer. Mm-hmm. They're the AFC Richmond. And um, it's just, uh, he doesn't have, he's really hokey. Uh, he comes, you know, he goes to this, uh, he's, he has all these European professional soccer players and um, <clears throat> their style's a little different. But with his hokey humor and his determination, um, they have a great season. Yeah. Um, and it Is wasn't this the last season? Yes. Last season. Yeah, there was three. Huh? Yeah, there were three seasons, wow. and last night was the last episode of season three. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll bring it back. Well, you know, and that is what they're saying. There, some people are saying, well, and, and they asked. I did see some um, interviews with uh, Jason Sudeikis and some of the stars, other stars, and and they're saying, well, who knows? But but uh, Sudeikis, Jason said. No, this is what I wanted. It, this wasn't, I wrote it this way. This is how it's going to end. Now, will there be spinoffs by other characters? Ah, you never know. Most possibly carrying that forward. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I had on Ted and Lasso was for the team was, um, and, the, and the team, the members um, of the soccer team, they came from all different parts of the world, which was kind of cool, brought the, the culture in, the humor, their story somewhat. Yeah. And uh, but it uh, one of the signs above uh, when they go into the locker room <clears throat> that they would see as they would go out to the field was believe. It was believe mm-hmm. and believe in yourself, believe we can do it and all right. that. And maybe that's what we're supposed to do, because that was one of their last things was believe. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe we can do it. Oh, believe they're going to come back. But it was a great a, a great, great uh, finale. Yeah, it was. Hopefully, well, like hopefully I said, better than uh, the Seinfeld finale. Yeah, which stunk, uh, in my opinion. It was too bad. But anyway, I'm glad that uh, Ted Lasso had a, a great series three finale. Well, it kind of tied up some storylines. This year, though, he, there were a lot of critics about. There were brought a lot of dynamics into it all in one season, and I think he was rushed to maybe get everything he wanted to talk about in this last series uh, season. So, um, but yeah, no, it was great. I, so, I, so they tied it all I'll up. Miss in, in I'll neat, miss it. I'll miss Ted. A neat bow. And, uh, sort of, yeah. yes. Sort Did of. they leave anything to the imagination? Yeah, there's some. Ah, there's some. So that opens the door. Yes. A, a little bit anyway. Exactly. <clears throat> I won't um, tell you some of the stuff. Oh, but you I, better not because people will be I upset. I know. I don't want you... them calling in going, 
Kitty, why did you do that? But And <clears throat> the other thing, so that was really the only thing. <clears throat> there was another um, on on this on uh, Apple Plus that I've been watching, but it's, no, actually, I think it's Netflix, Bad Sister. So, but that was very funny in itself. Bad Sisters. Yeah, yeah I yeah. won't, don't, don't want to. Uh, Bad Sisters. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. But. I have. You have four of them. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying you have four sisters. I know. Yeah. And yeah. they can yeah. say that too about me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I have five brothers. But um, I want to go soon. To see? Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Have you been? You haven't been. I have not been. No. I have not been. It's a long movie. It is. And you know I, what? I was amazed by that. I mean, I know that a lot of uh, families bring their small children. Yeah. To see this. And then I looked at the time. It's two hours and 15 minutes. Hey, I can't even sit for two hours and 15 minutes. It's tough sometimes. And yeah. it's, oh my gosh. You so better I'm, know how much candy you sneak in. Right. You know? Yeah. You sneak fun. a lot of candy and then it goes by faster. Just I make think. sure it's like soft candy so it doesn't rattle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And you don't have to, you know, tear like a roll of lightsabers or something. Yeah, like and that. then one falls yeah. and bounces right. down. Right. Should I pick that up? But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, Little Mermaid. The music. I've heard great reviews about it. I want to see it. And, um, you know, this is not the cartoon version. This is it's a little real you know, life. CIG. Huh? Real life. Yes. Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, and I, Regal does. By the way, I think it's uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights. You'll have to check your local listings, but. Uh, I think Wednesdays and Thursdays they let the kids in for two bucks. Whoa, two bucks! Yeah, wow. Yeah. I wonder if that includes Little Mermaid. I hope so. Yeah, I would That'd be cool. Think it would. I yeah. would think it would because I mean some of the movies you wouldn't want to take kids to. But uh, and talking about that, the re- in fact did most you, of them these days you wouldn't want to take kids to. I know. Did you say it was Regal? Yeah, Regal, yeah. the chain, the entire chain. Yeah. You know they have the Mystery Monday yeah. movies, yeah, and I soon. I on the nineteenth. Of, I have to wait till the 19th? Yes, but I did see, uh. and I have to recheck it. I think it's, they're doing it now for children. Myst- uh, because okay. some of, you know, again, it's a mystery yeah. movie, meaning you could be right. any rating, but yeah. obviously for children, they, <clears throat> but I think they're doing that. So I'm, I'm happy for that because the summer is here, school, school's out, and yeah, bring the children to see great movies and, uh. You know, it's something to do besides going out and playing. Um, you know, it's just a, another activity because we need those with the children. Well, we congratulated one undefeated team already, bowl across the boys. Right, and the, Concord. The, the other one, uh, well, they weren't undefeated. No, but, no, uh, no, but I, the, well, the Concord season. hockey team was undefeated Correct. during the course of the regular season. Uh, and then uh, the Concord High softball team Whoa. was undefeated during the course of the nice. season. And they begin their postseason uh, tomorrow at four at home against Timberlane. So the Concord girls yes. uh, trying to make history here and uh, running the table, as it were. Yes. And and by the or way, the plate. Uh, I got word yesterday, yesterday morning, uh, shortly after I, I left WKXL, uh, that uh, Barstool Sports is doing a documentary on uh, one of the great uh, sports personalities in our area ever, and that is the uh, world famous Monkey Boy. Oh yes, a former. He wasn't the mascot, but he was the entertainment uh, for the uh, Nashua Pride baseball team, which was started in 1998. That's when Monkey Boy started in 1998, and uh, carried through until uh, well, Monkey Boy is with the team through 2005 or 2006, something like that. 
And uh, their Barstool Sports is doing a documentary on the world-famous monkey boy. Can you believe it? And what do they want? Uh, they, they wanted me to go down yes. and, and do an interview. Because? Uh, well, uh, you know, modest, modesty aside, I, I was the one Say who it. named him. You did. The world-famous monkey boy. I like to move it, move it. Yeah. I like to. What a show he put on <laughs> every night, sometimes twice, at historic Holman Stadium. And so right after the show today, I'm heading down to Holman Stadium and uh, we'll be interviewed by the Barstool Sports Crew. Good luck with that, Ken. You'll uh, do awesome. A friend of mine who worked for the Nashville Pride, uh, Chris Clemmer, is now working for Barstool Sports. Whoa, so, are they looking for congr- something? I don't know. Oh, no, I was talking uh, about me. Oh, oh, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for today's edition of the Friday Fun Bunch. Thanks to Tom for checking in. Yes, Tom. Early in the show. He's in Vermont now. I think he's uh, okay. singing with the Trap family. I don't know. Oh, my. You know, he could. I yeah. know he does. Me, 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 me. Yeah. I know he does that. <laughs> he's, he's going, Kitty, I thought you'd guess 88 or something yeah, for a yeah. birthday. Oh, jeez. We, we didn't, didn't even get to do it. to the birthdays. I would have I, won. I, I had one. One. Can we do one? Jerry Mathers, the beaver. Oh, gosh. 78. 75. Whoa. And the rerun's still going strong. Thanks to Kat for her job uh, on the boards today, as always. Terrific. And uh, thanks donuts. for the donuts, too, on National Donut Day. For Kitty and Tom, I'm Ken. Have a great weekend, everybody.